Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey, how are you? I'm doing awesome, how are you? I'm good. We're in for the first of a series of podcast recordings today. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we are going to power podcast today, so we've got a You're bunch power of power podcasting. We've yes. got a bunch of episodes we're doing, and I'm excited about opening up this one. Me too. So funny story. When I moved to Richmond, I connected in with someone who connected me in with somebody else, and I ended up at this party. And uh, this party was with the IONS community here in Richmond. It was really interesting for me to walk into this event because it felt like the new age sort of events that my mom used to take me to in the 70s. That energy was there. And I was like, I remember this energy. It's been a long time since I felt it. But wow, yeah, I remember this. It was so nostalgic for me. And I walked in and did what I normally do, which is hang in the kitchen. And I met this amazing woman who was cooking up a storm and we started talking and she told me that she is a Michael channel. I was like, like messages from Michael, Michael. And she said, yeah. And I was like, I love that book. When I was 15, that book was totally transformational in my life. I was, I was in the process of researching religion and spirituality and beliefs and and I was trying to figure out what I believed and, and I looked at all these different things. And when I picked up that book, I was like, yes, this makes so much sense to me. And it really formed the foundation of my belief structure for many, many years. I was super excited to meet Karis because she's still doing the Michael work. 
And I didn't realize that Michael channels were still around. And so I'm really excited to hear what she has to say today. Without further ado, I want to introduce Karis Turpin. Welcome, Karis. Hello, everybody. It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Karis, now we did a little research before having you on the show. And, you know, as Kelly said, you're a Michael channel, but there's also a lot of other things you're doing or at least have done in your life. You're um, you're a chef, you're a winery owner, you are an artist. There's a number of things that you have going on. Well, the short story to that is that I've always been a creative person. And when people ask me about, well, gosh, you seem to do a lot of different things. I simply explain that I create in different mediums. It's always been the same path, but it's been just little colors have been different along the way. I started out in the film industry for 25 years doing camera work because I was a hobbyist and then a professional photographer prior to the film business. And then I decided to go into motion camera. I did 25 years. I won some significant awards. I had a great time. A project that I spent five years on ended, and I decided to make a transition into a new medium of wine. I became a winemaker, sold my camera equipment my motion picture equipment. God knows I still have my still equipment, but I sold my motion picture equipment. I bought wine tanks, started a small winery. It grew into a larger winery. I became the executive chef for that winery as well. We had a bistro in it. And I did that for 20 years. All along, I've been doing art in various kinds, mostly visual art, as well as sculpture has been a quiet thing all along. I was sculpting things when I was 10. I was also taking photographs when I was 10. But the sculpture has been something that has emerged as being, okay, now's the time for that. You have found this space and time. We sold the winery last fall so that I could concentrate my efforts on a narrower narrower band and I could be better at one or two things rather than trying to be really, really good at a lot of things, which was possible in some ways, but it was exhausting. And I was so drained and I was just over, overdone. So I made the choice, okay, I'm in my last chapter of my life, let's focus on what I can really express myself the best. And figurative sculpture, photography, painting, and writing. And channeling is a subset in the writing. I also do point of view essays and short fiction. So I'm having a wonderful time reorganizing my energy so that I can do these things in a way that serves the best part of myself. That is very, very, very cool. I'm not one of the original Michael Channels. I, however, studied under one of the people who is and was at that time. She, Her name is J.P. Van Hall, and she lives in California. And she was actually the first channel that I went to to get a personal channeling. When I first read the Michael books in 1980, shortly after they were published, I sat with the information for a long time. I was very introspective. I was doing other things. I did EST. I was in Scientology. I was involved in a number of paths that seekers follow. And the Michael work was the only thing that kept calling to me as I moved along those paths. And so I was able to book a session with JP in 1995. That was my very first session with the channel. And uh, she had just sort of come online as a public channel, advertising herself as being one of the original channels. 
And I thought, I, I looked at the channels that were out there. There were three or four that were advertising themselves. I chose the one that um, spoke to me the most, that drew me. So I went to JP. We had a very long session. And it was actually in that very first session that I realized that my perception abilities were tuned to their frequency. And I could actually perhaps work with this. I live in Texas. I went home from that session. We did a phone session and the, uh, oh, a month later. And in the phone session, I asked Michael through her, do I have an agreement to channel you? And they said, why, yes, you do. We've been preparing you. And it was no surprise to me because uh, my Michael books, which had always been in my bookshelf, had ended up on my bedside table for about a year. And I was compelled absolutely driven and compelled to be re reading them and rereading them and rereading them, really getting the information re-inculcated into my structures as they were doing, as I'm pointing to my seventh chakra, as they were doing energetic work in my brain, setting up neural pathways to be able to access me. Mm -hmm. I started channeling in 1996, uh, channeled for about a year as a volunteer channel saying, anybody who wants to listen to anything that comes through me, give me a shout. And I did a lot of work that way. Then I thought, okay, this has all been validated. I'm good at this and I'm going to hang out my shingle. So I did that and I became a professional channel for about 10 or 15 years where people could contact me and I would do personal sessions. I would go to people's homes and do group sessions Groups would come to me here. Uh, we do group sessions. It was a wide variety of work, and it was very intense. And I also did new information downloading and unpacking with JP and her husband at the time, Aaron Christensen. The path was distinct and never a doubt in my mind. And I got such strong, intense feedback as to the quality of the work and the veracity of it especially initially through JP and Aaron, who were quality checking me every step of the way. Their way of doing that was to either read the work that I had brought in on paper and see if they got the Michael hit of energy off that work, or we would do group sessions together and stuff would come through and I would understand more about how things came through JP and how things come through me. And it was just a growth process. And then I launched on my own and I did a lot of great stuff and I got a really good reputation. The fallout from that was that I got burned out and I found that my real focus in the work was to bring in information that was more broad-based, that suited the greater number of people rather than individual sessions talking about, for instance, who's my real soulmate. You know, Michael talks about they're not the Anlanders of the universe, and I am not the Anlanders of the channel world. I like to do things that everybody can draw from. So my work in the last 10 years or so has been all about bringing in information and recodifying information that people can access easily and apply to their own use as necessary. Now, the Listeners of this podcast are people who are just getting started on their spiritual journey. They're just getting introduced to a lot of these concepts. Mm -hmm. When you say that you're channeling Michael, what does that mean? Who is Michael? Is it a person? Is it a collection? What does that mean? Yes, it's a collection. Yes, Michael is a collection. They are an evolved group of 1,080 spiritual souls who have 
cycled off the physical plane, and they are working in the higher planes of existence as teachers to impart information. First of all, the Michael teachings are the same as all of the other enlightened teachers, the great high masters, in that the information is relatively the same. It's Michael has simply codified it in a way that there's lists and structures and things that are understandable, especially to we in the physical plane who are still working in a lot of linear forms. They exist quite a bit higher above us. They're much, much higher frequency. Conceptually, they're this big rolling mass of work that is sometimes difficult to bring in and then uh, it's like a ball of yarn. The, the information comes in like this and it's a big old ball of yarn and you have to slowly unroll the ball of yarn and get it into its linear form. And so that we can go, oh, I get it. Now I can take this and I can actually knit with it. I can make the fabric of my life with this material and understand it. The whole purpose for their information is so we can understand each other better. We can communicate better and we can therefore access agape more easily. That's the whole point of it. It's not a cult. It's not a religion. They're not gurus. They are information purveyors. And they do it in such a way that we can use the information to help ourselves process all of the inputs that we get energetically on lots of different levels. And we could make a sense of it and make a structure of it and go, oh, I get it. That makes sense. Oh my gosh, I feel so relieved. A lot of it is about relief because that's part of one of the steps to love. And it's been a fascinating journey seeing the world that they live in and how they impart this information into this world. This group of souls are mostly kings and warriors. In the Michael system, there are roles, and this is a, a role that we take for a series of lifetimes it's a major energy structure information piece. You're an artisan, a server, a warrior, a scholar, a priest, a sage, or a king. There are seven roles. You are one of those. And then there's lots of other information bits that you attach to yourself lifetime to lifetime that help you learn lifetime to lifetime because each one is each time is different. So it gets you set up to learn more lessons. You're not repeating. You're not retreading all the time. I happen to be a king. So this gives me a simpatico in terms of perspective with them. Not all of their channels are kings. Several are warriors. A couple are scholars. A couple are kings. We tend to be in agreement with them for this work because the energy is easy to process, easier to process, I should say, than some other people have. I'm sad for the word king. And another teaching system, it's seven roles also, but that entity gives the name of healer of spirits to kings, which I love because that's what I feel that I do. That's what I feel my expressions in art and everything is so that people can look at this and experience a type of healing from it on a spiritual level. That's what I'm about. So the word king has a bouton of baggage attached to it, which is really difficult to deal with sometimes because people respond to me one of two ways. Oh, you're my king. I want to follow you. No, no, honey. No, honey. I'm, I'm a channel. It's, it's, it's about Michael. It's not about me. Love you, but stay over there. <laughs> the other thing is that um, they respond, you're a king. Oh my God, what are you going to do to me? 
<laughs> You're going to rule me somehow. What's that all about? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, I go, oh, gosh, I've got to get over this with these guys, you know? So if the listeners wanted to find out what they were in terms of the seven things, where would they get that information? In the first Michael teachings, Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough wrote the book, Messages from Michael, and they called all of these structure points overleaves because their original study, the reason they got in contact with Michael is because they were trying to channel Gurdjieff, who was also a Michael student, and Michael was pushing information through Gurdjieff. Well, they got to the horse's mouth trying to access Gurdjieff. They call them overleaves because that's the word that he used. Okay. Many channels do charts, which give you all of your overleaves, your attitude, your goal, your role, your casting. Now, I know that these things don't mean anything to most people, but in a chart system, it's it all becomes apparent. So is it sort of similar to like getting your astrology chart done or your human design chart done? Very much so. In fact, several of the Michael channels also do quite a bit of astrology work because the uh, information tends to tie together at different levels. So you can get your charts done. The websites that are out there that offer links to get your chart done typically cost about 30 bucks. You send them information about yourself very minimally, your name, when you were born, where you were born, things like that. And the channel will pull in Michael, will do your chart and send it back to you. And it's a very easy way to do it. Self-identifying your own overleaves is also possible. And I strongly recommend that people give that a shot because that that requires studying the work a little bit, at least getting a basic information of it. You don't have to memorize messages from Michael. There are little online tests that you can do that will help guide you. But your own sensibilities about, well, this is what I feel drawn to do. This is how I do it. This is the attitude that I bring to it kind of above the basic personality. The personality is below all of this stuff. But you can certainly run the risk of misidentifying because you don't understand how one energy affects another within your own structure. So it's nice to have it confirmed, but you can certainly do it yourself. Okay. And you said earlier that it would get people closer to agape. Can you define that for our listeners? Agape is... The short word in English is love. The longer term for it that Michael usually uses is unconditional acceptance or the Tao or all that is. They call the universe all that is, everything that's contained in it. They also call it the Tao, spelled T-A-O, pronounced Tao. And it's all agape. It's what we come from. It's what we're made of. And it's what we always return to. But we're never without it. Great. Thanks. That's actually, um, it's one of many words that the Greeks had for love is mm-hmm. where that, that word actually comes from. Karis, this has been amazing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, Joey, but I feel like I learned a lot. Absolutely. Um, and I got reminded of a lot. I was like, oh, all that is. Yes, I've been using that phrase and I didn't remember where it came from. So thank you for that. That was a little, uh, a little jog down memory lane for me. And uh, I'm super excited because you're actually going to be continuing to participate with me and the podcast. We're launching a Patreon account. And for those of you in podcast land, if you have not heard of Patreon, that's the way that you support your podcaster and say, yes, we love you. And here's a little bit of cash to, to support you and, and cover your costs for doing the work and whatnot. I'm creating a membership site 
associated with Patreon that is going to include a masterclass from me every month, a bunch of questions for you to ask yourself, to journal on yourself. And then I'm going to be inviting, I've already started inviting and almost everybody has said yes, my guests from the podcast to come and put up some content for you as well as part of this membership site. So we're super excited. There's going to be cool stuff, basically, is what I'm saying. So if you'd like to do that, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Kelly Sparta. By all means, please join that. We would love to hear back from you about what you would like in the membership site. We will be happy to consider all of that. I'm super excited. I'm already getting stuff in from uh, my business partner, Kathy. She's going to be doing inspirational messages and quotes. And Karis is going to get us something awesome too. She just told us. We're we're super excited about that. We'll be really excited to show you what what comes out of this. It's, It's going to be great. So excited i can't even control myself (laughs) so anyway if people have things like you said if they've got stuff that they want to see there or suggestions for you there they can email you but also if you've got thoughts or questions or things that you have for the podcast that's also where you want to email kelly that's k-e-l-l-e at kellysparta.com and make sure you subscribe and rate the show and also subscribe to Kelly's mailing list. That's where you're going to get information about what's, what she's got going on as well. And speaking of connecting with people, Karis, this was such a brief snippet into the work that you're doing and the stuff that's out there with, with the, this, the length of the episode. But I'm sure that people are going to have more interest in seeing and hearing from you. Where can they go to connect with you? I'm currently working on launching a new website called michaelmessages.com that I will be posting my own work as well as bits and pieces of other works. There are also other websites that have a lot of Michael Teachings information. The Michael Teachings and michaelteachings.com. Both of those have quite a bit that they can access. Mine will be michaelmessages.com. And I expect to have that up in another month or so. And in terms of the work you're doing from an artistic perspective and the writing and things like that, you said you had a couple of websites that you're planning to launch there. Is there any way that people can keep an eye out for that work? Yes. Uh, Currently, what's active is lightcatcher.com. And I'm also, again, uh, writing articles for a yet-to-be-published website called noisyheaded.com because I am really noisy-headed. (laughs) <laughs> so you said it's lightcatcher.com and uh-huh. noisyheaded.com are the two places yes, they can keep an eye out. Perfect. As we wrap up here, Karis, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with the listeners as we roll out? Yes. A major point that I'd like to bring up is the whole concept of channeling. And the biggest point I want to say is that we all channel. We're all connected. We're all connected all the time. We're never alone. There's always information coming through. And it comes through from different sources. My work with Michael is different in that they're on a much higher plane. Their frequency is different. And not everybody can or wants to actually channel Michael. It's difficult. The work requires a commitment and it requires a focus and it requires a really dedicated understanding of the path that they are trying to illuminate. So not everybody channels Michael. You often channel your own higher self. You sometimes channel your spirit guides. You sometimes channel other guides from the astral planes. Sometimes it's just greater things from the greater good. Don't ever be afraid of channeling. 
but be discerning about the energy that you're working with. Not all of it will benefit you. Use your grounding, use your protections, use your understanding of what it is you're going for. The major thing that led me to the point of channeling Michael was understanding what the energy felt like sitting in the room with JP and feeling how it was going through her and then how the bleed through was coming through me. I left that meeting sick to my stomach, dizzy, and it felt like I'd been given some kind of really strange upper downer mix. It was a very strange feeling. But I went away from it understanding what Michael energy feels like. And I could therefore confirm for myself when I was truly bringing in their information and channeling them compared to getting a little full of myself and just bringing in some higher self stuff or bringing in some astral stuff that wasn't really them, but I was trying to puff a little bit and it got mixed up. You have to be ruthlessly self-honest. You have to be discerning. You have to be able to apply a type of editorship in the work so that you can retain a clarity and a purpose. And my purpose is always serving the greater good and illuminating pathways. Again, everybody channels. Just be careful how you do it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will refer our listeners back to our episode on channeling for more information on how to channel effectively. Awesome. I hope I didn't say anything in conflict with that. Nope. You're fine. (laughs) And even if you did, that's okay. Because part of this is about everybody getting more information from more sources and seeing that there's multiple perspectives. And I think what you did was you reinforced something that Kelly tries to stress, that aspect of protect yourself and be discerning about what you're working with and understand that there are energies out there that are not necessarily for your best good. Right. And you need to be sure you understand that. And with that, there there's opportunities for people if they are interested in channeling. There's a number of classes and things like that that they can learn the techniques and, and how to safely do it in a way yes. that doesn't get them hurt. Awesome. Well, thank you both. I think that wraps us up for today. That is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Karis Turpin, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. 
and it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.